0: This is Guy Saito, bringing you stories from people with dirt. Stories from the good, the
1: shady, the honorable, and the bastards. I bring to you the Dirt Pod Podcast. Because we can agree metal sucks shit.
0: Fuck you. Alrighty, welcome to Guy Saito's Dirt Pod Podcast Episode 1. Today's guest is Bo Bobka, former Seattle Seahawk, former cop. Former van dweller, current motivational speaker, current uh, personal trainer. What else, what else are you, Bo? You know, Ass just kicker. All around
2: life personage. Yes. Life
1: personage. You, and you are a wearer of green sweatpants shorts as well, sir.
2: I am. And I wear, I wear the brand just because I, I don't really care for, for that. I don't really fit in that brand. So that's why I wear it. Okay. Bo's <laughs> a, a big
0: son of a bitch. In, in in studio with us, we got uh, my comedian buddy, Andy Gold, who I got to say last night, Andy and I worked with Dave Attell mm. at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, and uh, this morning, Dave, Dave posts a picture of Andy, myself, and, and, and him uh, just outside the club, so Dave posts that onto his Twitter account, and Twitter had a fucking field day with
1: Andy and my appearances. Apparently, Andy looks like... Who'd you look like? A man named At rhino bag said i look like glenn beck <laughs> i don't really see it that much i, no, I don't see that yeah i see i'm i'm i think i'm more dennis the menace <laughs> dennis yeah the yeah menace. you got you got kind of a, a bobby hill no yeah. richie
2: cunningham just just yeah i'm very that's old. I'm, I'm happy I'm dating day. myself oh, yeah. no, that's classic you know. though sir yeah. happy
1: days i'd but. say what, what what else uh buttercream gang uh very very, very this, white bread yeah feature film yeah. for families Protagonist yeah. is the look I have.
0: I got, I got a retarded John Leguizamo. I got, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got, I got, uh, I got. The the other ones weren't so bad. I got uh, Leonard from from Big Bang Theory, which I hear that all the time. Yeah. The other one, they kept making fun of my eyebrows because uh, this a podcast. You, you can't have see them? me
2: because you have them. Well,
0: my eyebrows, I'm, I'm, I'm fully I aware. Them. My eyebrows look like two <clears throat> cats just sat on my forehead and said, "Fuck it." <laughs> We're not moving.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm on the fence about whether or not I'm handsome or ugly.
0: And, I'm on that fence every No, you're I, handsome. You're th- handsome. Thank
1: you very much. What I, think I can so. say that. Yeah, okay. You're handsome. See? Bo says I'm handsome. Yeah. Well, Andy's recently lost a lot of weight, too. Andy was oh, a, kind of a sloppy That's bastard. right, dude. Yes. Good for you. How much weight did you lose? I've lost about 60 pounds, and I was fat. I, I want to lose like 20 more pounds. Yeah, you lost a awesome. third grader. Yeah, wow. I have a healthy third grader too. A couple
2: of hams, I know. Definitely
0: yeah. nice. I lost twenty pounds, and then I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then I gained it back in like two weeks. because <laughs> yeah. because I I always ate like shit. I never had to worry about. Congratulations,
2: like diet. that's awesome. Anytime <laughs> you can, you know, discipline. That's that's good discipline. Twitter
0: is annoying
1: though. Well, the internet bully the, age, we're in the age now where anybody's a badass. Behind the yeah. phone. Behind are. the... From they the are. anonymity of a keyboard or behind the phone, people have a lot of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, and, and I'm guilty of it, too. There's been times where I, I've said shit like, would I
1: say that to that person in person? No. Not me. I I only pump the niceness. I troll <laughs> Kindness. I find celebrities and just tweet compliments at them. You're full their- of shit. No, I'm not. So it's
2: the- so it's social media courage. It used to be uh,
0: drunken courage. Now it's social media courage. Yeah. yeah. Some people have both. I've I've been in drunk Facebook fights. Have you? Well, not really fights, but like you just get in arguments where like, yeah, this is my point and then you go back and you're like I'm a I'm an idiot. I don't know what <laughs> the hell I'm talking about. Is
1: there a law in the works for that, Bo? It's like public intoxication via Via social via media. Via social media because that's slowly becoming the public.
2: Well, there's definitely some, some defamation going on. I think
0: defamation
2: still defamation of character. That's real. That's, that's a huge are thing. Losing, if people if people's, to be serious, if people are losing their livelihood or losing money or doing, you know, defamed, then I can see something happening. But. Oh,
1: okay. I'm brainstorming. I have an idea an exclusive app for police officers and cops. Okay. <laughs> it's called Cyber Cuffs. Okay. Cyber, where you and arrest what, people y- for y- trolling. Y- you go and arrest people for trolling and put the cyber cuffs on them. And uh, the app faces like a really badass cop with a cigar and a cowboy hat, like Clint Eastwood, and like, it says it says quit being a bully, scum shit. Like a like and a put n- the cyber cuffs on him. That looks like, <laughs> like a toy
0: set where the where the cop the cartoon cop on the on the cuff and gun set you buy at the at the at the
1: Walmart. Okay, I'll write a letter to make a, my day. Okay, I'll write a letter right? to the congressman and get that. Get that bill passed.
0: I know. I know. Last night, Andy, you weren't there. Um uh, I don't know, if Sasha or Bo. Did you guys watch the fight? This is the, when this post, uh, yes. by the way, the big, yes, the big yes, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. fight. You watch it? I did. Was it as boring as everybody said?
2: Yeah, I wondered why I haven't watched a boxing match in probably 15 years. It's I watch and MMA, but MMA. which is great See? to watch. But this was, I was hoping that we would get something. A there resurgence in boxing.
0: I, yeah. I, I agree with that. Everybody I know watches MMA, and I, I'm not. I don't follow. it. But I watch MMA when like a big fight happens, and I and I get into it, and I and then I watch boxing, and it's like they got big giant gloves on and they dance. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, aren't mm-hmm. boxers? Wouldn't you say they're more skilled at what they do than what MMA guys are what at what they do? MMA is just more art. entertaining. It's yeah. an
2: art. Well, and MMA has more at their disposal to use in a ring. I mean, it's pretty much no holes barred. I mean, as long as you don't hit somebody in the back, well. Back of the head. I mean, everything else is okay in the nuts. But you, to me, so. that's
1: what, why MMA is actually a little less appealing. I, I'm more attracted to, to people who devoted to becoming awesome at one thing than people who can do a bunch of things kind of okay, but nothing in particular But super, it's more. it's well.
0: more, I like, I like the barbarianism of MMA a little bit to where it's like, hey, you want to punch him in the eye with your, with your elbow? <laughs> do it. Yeah. And, and, and uh. I don't know if you remember the old days uh, of, of UFC, like in the 90s. When when they would have a hundred and twenty pound guy fighting a six hundred pound guy, and there were no gloves,
1: yeah,
2: uh, there were no, yeah. See, I didn't follow it then. I was see, I'm from the old school of Hagler and Hearns and Roberto Duran and some of these great old fights that you know Vegas used to bring in, and they were great fights. I mean, they were people actually hit each other, yeah. You know, and I, I haven't started to watch MMA until. Well, the last couple of years, my son fights a little bit locally, but I've anyway. kinda, I,
1: I think what's really turned off people with boxing is just how crooked the sports become. What Don King it's did, politics. And stuff exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly, you know? and that's
2: what turned me off 15 or so years ago. Yeah. Was the whole really? You're, you, okay, you're gonna you're gonna throw something for all this money that's getting put into this stuff, and you're gonna throw it. Who yeah. was it you're that? Douchebag.
0: Uh, it was probably 15 years ago or so. It was Lennox Lewis, and I think it was Holyfield. Oh yes, Holyfield beat the live and piss out of Lewis and somehow Lewis still won. Or the or the other way around. I don't remember, but that's when I was like, this, there's no way this is legit. And I don't know anything about sports. But I was like, there's no way this is legit. Interesting
2: last night though, even after the fight, just right after the fight, how the cameras were following Mayweather. I mean they were following him Everywhere before the decision was even, you yeah. know, brought out, they're following him the whole. Obviously, it's it's quite the quite the uh, enterprise that he has put together and the money and everything that went on. But well, he's kind of a I rock know. star.
0: I think I think people yeah. are kind of taken by two things because one, he's a dirtbag. He he's has like a million charges of beating his beating women, so people want to hate him. But then he's also an arrogant bastard that packs around a million dollars in a in a mm-hmm. backpack. So mm-hmm. everybody's just like, so he's kind of built up this like big character, and everybody wanted to see him go down, and it just didn't happen. You yeah. Know, a
1: friend was telling me last night though that Pacquiao isn't a saint. Pacquiao has a whorehouse.
0: Oh, does he and really? Yes. Wow.
1: Pacquiao is a pimp in the Philippines or wherever. And, and he wanted and to has... outlaw
0: condoms or something.
1: Oh, did he? I don't know. I heard about something that. about that. See, like now, he wanted to ban. Condoms. This is just what a friend told me. All right, and he maybe doesn't know what he's talking about, but I feel like it's worth mentioning on guy guy said dirt bag podcast. What's the name of this podcast? The Dirt Pod Podcast. Okay. And
2: he's an official But no, everybody
1: was pumping uh, Mayweather is the villain and Pacquiao is the good guy. But yeah, Pacquiao is no being... saint if that's true. Well yeah. it's
0: kind of one of those things if if Pacquiao was running a sex ring in the United States, people would freak out. They're like, oh it's probably normal where he comes from, wherever the whatever <laughs> island fucking off of the
1: Yeah, but there's some things that are just inherently right. innately and innately shitty that transcend culture well, and i think white like, hate yeah i think like underage sex trafficking is one of those things you can't be like oh it's cultural it's just like how they feel about eating dogs yeah <laughs> yeah well is it, i don't
0: think if, if it was underage girls i'm sure they'd have pacquiao hung up on a on a on a cross right now it's not
1: well, that's I, what uh that's what rodney norman told me
0: well he is oh sorry his, local, local he is the gospel so i guess yeah. he uh
1: but anyway, uh, the, the, the fight,
0: I heard it was lackluster and that Mayweather basically danced around. I don't know. I don't watch sports. I'm not a big sports guy. This isn't a sports podcast, but it happened last night. It was the, uh, the fight of the century,
1: according to what they're... Well, the century's only 15 years old, for Pete's sake. <laughs> hey, when was the last one before that, though? What, what, a, what a bombastic claim. Well, the is fight that, of the century... Is that the right word, bombastic? Well, uh, who... I think I misused it. No, an, no. Didn't I? No, I think you're good. What a sensationalist claim. How dare they? Yes. Well,
0: boxing's oh. dying, though, so it's not yeah. hard to have the fight of the century when there's only, like, two boxers that I people give what, a shit man.
1: about. I Bo- nobody gives a shit about boxing, but they sure made people care about this fight. Oh, I, I was slightly Everyone. annoyed with everybody tweeting about it and posting about it. I-, I get a little annoyed when people really care about something, but they don't really get why they care. Right. Because they're just like, everybody else <laughs> is posting and tweeting about this so here's my two cents
2: a fight what, what, a fight what kind of fight you yeah I'm, I'm guilty i didn't i don't
1: care
0: about boxing i don't i've never i don't even know i these are the two boxers i could tell you exist oh, yeah. if, you, if you said hey name another current boxer i couldn't no no I couldn't either. I, i'd be like does, does tyson still fight yeah <laughs> <laughs> when did yeah. he retire Mike
2: Tyson? Oh, my gosh. Well, after his ear thing and a couple other- Probably late 90s. He went to ear prison when he, when he had to go to prison. Well, he, he I think he prison? fought after that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, did he? I,
1: Uh-huh. The ear thing was after prison. Oh. That was, the ear thing, I think, was in, like, 97. No, the ear thing was in 91. No. Oh, no, no. The ear thing was in 96. I think he got raped,
0: or, or he raped somebody in 91 yeah. in went to prison.
1: He got, he got raped. When was that? <laughs> when, when did Tyson get raped?
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Bro- he, uh, uh, Sasha just brought up he retired in 2006. That recently? Wow.
1: wow. Okay. That's crazy. Well,
0: you got to think, too, he was like five when he went professional. So That's true. By the time yeah, he retired, yeah, yeah. he was-
1: Everybody says Muhammad Ali cut the best promos. Not even kind of true. Mike cut the Th- best promos? Yeah, you know, with the microphone and stuff like that. I don't know oh, yeah. you call them promos. Well, Mike Tyson had the best. Like, what well, do you mean with that little voice? So? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to rip your heart out and eat your children. <laughs> he meant it though he bit the guy's ear off my favorite it was at a press conference it's gonna get r-rated here listeners but I'm quoting Mike Tyson's you stupid white bitch I'm gonna fuck you in the ass and make you love me what do you think of that white hoe you fucking with the real man now come on how are you gonna tell me float like a butterfly and sting like a (laughs) bee compares to I'm gonna fuck you in the ass and make you love me it's a sign of the times it's a sign of the times
0: Uh, Ali was doing that in the 70s when the Carpenters were popular. The 60s. <laughs> in the 60s. And Mike Tyson was doing that in the 80s and 90s when NWA was popular. So
1: Yeah, but so, I, I just think it's so telling. I'm going to fuck you in the ass and make you love me. Tyson wanted to be loved. And that See, was the only way was, he knew how that's to do was it. Going forward, and then now he raises <laughs> pigeons. Yeah. You stupid white bitch! You can't handle the real man. <laughs> the carpenters. That's awesome.
2: I love that. We've only just begun. You see, I'm on think. top of the world, looking down on creation.
0: That's what that was going on in these day. So he was the badass then. And in, in, in Tyson's day, Two live Crew was was saying, "Put it in her butt." And then, so times change. Like, I would love to see a, a, what a what a boxer's saying now, like off off camera. Because that's the thing is, we live in the age of political correctness. They can't say that shit as much as they used to oh, now yeah. because everything blows up on the internet.
1: So be like, I'm gonna kick his ass, and when I say he, I'm not excluding women, but I'm also not advocating for the beating of women. I'm just saying he in this particular instance, because the ass I am going to kick is going to be that of a man. But
0: I don't see gender,
1: but because I do not inequality, see gender. And if he is a transgender man, I am not excluding or meaning to offend him or any transgender or people who are adjacent to transsexualism.
0: Speaking of transgender, (laughs) um, obviously obviously hot topic right now is uh, Bruce Jenner. Okay, I think maybe I'm crazy on this. I think the media is maybe creating a fake outrage. I haven't heard anybody being like, no, that's that's wrong. What Bruce Jenner is doing is wrong. Maybe some crazies in the Midwest, but everybody I know has been like, do what you want, man. So the but but True. people keep trying to create this big this big to do with like transphobia and it, yeah it exists I know it exists but uh, everybody everybody is trying to make bad guys that aren't really there like everybody I know has been pretty like yeah Bruce dear that's weird but do your thing man I, I watched a part of that interview and it was an interesting
2: interview and and a, guy, a man that has been living that way for that long and has right. finally had the courage to come out and actually do it that's obviously ballsy. he's in the public yeah he's no in the public pun intended. Guy. Yeah, uh, it, it, it really is. I, I can remember in 1976 watching him win the you know the that's, world, and that's what that's, I was going to ask
0: you because people, people, even my age, I don't, re, you know, I just know him as the dad on the Kardashians, and anybody younger than me as well. You were probably in the age group where he was the Wheaties box guy. I,
2: I was 14 years old, and it was the most amazing thing for him to beat the Russian and be the you know the best athlete in the world. It was. We were all. I mean, there wasn't anybody that wasn't proud to be an American and be a you know. And Bruce Jenner was right. He was, he oh, was there. Russian,
1: that that does make it great in your yeah. face, Putin. Yeah, that he was pre Yeah, Putin. Putin. yeah, yeah Putin. He, he beat. Uh, well, I can't
2: remember the guy's name, but he he beat a guy. I think a two or three time decathlete.
1: Who is the president um, of uh, Russia back then? Kalashnikov was it? Gorbachev? No.
0: Well, Gorbachev's no. Before the Gorbachev, was it, the was, machine
2: it was it uh, was. Yeah. Um, I I'm believe get it was Grushchev? Yes, there you go. Grouschef. Yeah. yeah, I know yes. my shit. Grushchef? Grushchef. Some, something like that. Khrushchev, Yeah. Huh. I, he I was can... talk about eyebrows. He he had the eyebrows. I'll, I'll yeah. kick he his ass the... in an eyebrow fight. You, you, you get a picture of him, and I'll, yeah, he
0: was. I'll kick a Muppets ass in an eyebrow fight. <laughs> <laughs> Gorbachev.
1: Gorbachev had the spot. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, he
2: did. He had that blessed. He had the
0: map. It was, it was shaped like Russia. I don't know if he uh-huh. knew that. It was a map of Russia on I top think of his it was head.
2: Croatia or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they bombed it. That's why he's dead. Is he dead?
2: Gorbachev dead? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I I don't. I believe he is.
0: So yeah. Anyway, Bruce Jenner. It's it's so weird seeing like okay, if a ballerina came out and said I'm transgender, he'd be like duh. But Bruce Jenner. He's he's mm-hmm. the. He's the the face of the Wheaties box, the decathlete. Testosterone, that, that, and he was a good looking dude too. Like back in the day, I guess all the chicks were, and he had the and his first two wives have have came forward with like they they said yeah we've known he admitted it to us, so props to them for keeping it secret for thirty years.
2: Well, he and and just the portion I saw, he he just loved to dress up as a woman. He would do it in hotel rooms, he'd do it at home, he you
0: know, and, and he's not gay.
2: That's where I, you know, and I, I don't begin to understand. I understand, you know, I understand people that have different persuasion, Can't, but right. I, I don't understand how, how he could want to dress up as a woman. and but still be
0: attracted to women. So basically, exactly. and, and I, don't, I don't mean this to be insensitive or anything, but basically he's, go, he's a lesbian. Because if he wants to live his life as a woman, but he's still attracted to women, that makes him a lesbian. Would it, would uh, it not?
1: I think so. I yeah. Think that is, uh, maybe we should have a fun new word for it. No matter what you say, there will be a special interest group up your ass the minute you make up a word for it. That's transphobic. That's this phobic. That's that phobic. Uh, Because because lesbian gender. Let's call it lesbian athalonic. Lesbian athlete. <laughs> yeah, because he's a he, decathlete. He's a, yeah. So if you're
0: if you're an Olympic decathlete that is a man that decides De- to be a lesbian- woman and you're
1: still attracted to women, you're, you're very, a lesbian. Very af- exclusive small group. It's a lonely, uh, a <laughs> lo- lonely dating site. population. Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yes. That's, that's See, the now, town. I'm not sure. I agree with what you said earlier. though. like people aren't bashing him for it. You and I, like on social media, we're friends with a lot of a lot of comics and right minded people and stuff like that. I'm sure that if we were to YouTube the interview, there would be a lot of uh, oh, yeah. I- ignorant bastards saying, but I, think hate I, think a like, small, I think it's out there.
0: I think it's a minority, and especially if you go into like the Bible belt and in the Midwest where you got these kind of you know, we, we, we live in a in a in a metropolis, not that Salt Lake city is the biggest city, but it is a a city where everybody's kinda more open minded. But I think if you go backwoods, Kentucky, there's some people probably gonna have some some issues with a man
1: living as a woman. Yes. Uh, So it does exist. A lesbian woman, too. Yeah, it's like two sins in one. Wouldn't it be funny if (laughs) if that was their biggest problem? Like, if you're going to be a man who becomes a woman, you better get it on with other men and be a gay man dressed as a woman who does it with man. Not a double lesbian whammy gay man.
0: You can fuck your sister. I know. But I don't want you. (laughs) Being a man dressed as a woman that's fucking women.
1: (laughs) What if he were a man that dressed as a woman and got it on with women? So he's a lesbian? And a hermaphrodite. No, wait, her wow. hermaphrodite has both. Yeah. Parts. So what if he were a, uh, he doesn't a care, hermaphrodite he he could. what if he were a her- hermaphrodite that had more testosterone than estrogen? So he lived his life as a man, and then he decided to become a woman who gets it on with woman. So he's a man-ish lesbian hermaphrodite. You're a babbling ass. <laughs>
2: Can can, can we roll the chalkboard out on (laughs) that one? I I need need an equation on that one.
1: (laughs) Man-ish lesbian hermaphrodite. Squared. Yes. Man-ish lesbian hermaphrodite. I Think
0: Andy relapsed. So <laughs> this is what you're hearing right now. You're <laughs> fucking Andy, That's awesome. just, no. just going off.
1: No, I'm not. This is uh, just a stream of consciousness, the creative S- stream process of is unconsciousness. Long- this is, no, this is progress. We're adding more letters to LGBTQRS.
0: All right, okay. <laughs> well,
1: we uh, we got our like I said, we got our special guest, Bob Bobka. Is,
0: is it Bobka or Babka? It's Babka. Babka. It's,
2: it's Bobka in the old world, Bo- but it's Babka what, what, here.
0: What what uh, what lineage is that from? That's Czech. My father Czech. was
2: Czech. My mom was French. That's where the bow came from. And so you get a so wacky name.
0: All right. Yes. Well, before we get into the questions with him, I do want to plug uh, a business, HeavyMetalShop.com. Uh, if you go to HeavyMetalShop.com, you can get the world-famous logo that has been seen on rock stars such as Tom Araya from Slayer, uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, the, the, the logo is just world-famous. HeavyMetalShop.com. Go there, buy some stuff, support, support this business that's been around for almost 30 years Uh, It's an institution, um, small business. I I personally recommend it. If if you live in the Utah in the Salt Lake area, uh, swing by the shop. You can get records. You can get uh, tapes, CDs, rings, T-shirts, whatever you want to get. You can also order any of that stuff online at hittermetalshop.com. Your crew device.
2: your blood
0: like Okay, Bo, Bo Babka, our guest, Uh, before we, before I, I want to hear some stories, some of your uh, road stories, some of your, some of your battle stories, before we get to that, will you tell the people a little bit about your story, let's like, like. So you were a former Seahawk. Let's start there. I, w- I was
2: well, yeah. I was I was an athlete, a young athlete. I grew up in California. Uh, you know, the perfect parents and the perfect house. Then went through divorce and all that kind of fun they, stuff. They went through a divorce. They went through a divorce. Okay. What I part was, of
1: California? Uh,
2: I was born in Southern at uh, Manhattan in Manhattan Beach, actually in Inglewood, uh, in the hood. Inglewood, uh, there. always up Englewood. to no good. And then uh, when I was nine, uh, ten, we moved to Stockton which is a very, very melt, very much a melting part of, pot of is uh, that California. Southern? That's Northern. That's northern. right. About an hour from Sacramento. Okay. So in basically in the vegetable and, and fruit belt of California, it's in the valley, the central Valley. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I grew up Californian and, and uh, you know, went to high school there, did my whole, you know, went away to college, went away to the university of Hawaii, and then went away to the university of Arizona for my last year of. I was just a jock. I came from a, an athletic family. My my dad was a was an Olympic discus thrower. He was a silver medalist in the 1960 Olympics, oh, and wow. so I was a pretty good at it, and probably could have continued. But I did the rebellion thing, and well, I'm going to be a football player. You know that kind of a thing. I, and I and was, I was good at it.
0: I tell you how many discus throwers I know. of. One now. <laughs> yeah. So you might have made yeah. the right decision.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're they're not a big thing. Big thing yeah. in Europe, but not in the United States. Um, so so
0: you so you went to ASU? I went to U of a. Oh, went U of to a. U of A. Okay.
2: Um, just for one year. My last year of football was there in school and all that. I just majored in eligibility. That was my my big thing. So what
1: position did you play in football?
2: Uh numerous. Out of high school I was a fullback. Uh, I was, you know, typically bigger and faster. And and then I transformed into uh, an offensive tackle, an offensive guard, defensive tackle, uh, linebacker, all those different types of things. So I was fortunate enough to be, gifted with with the speed and the strength and all that kind of stuff and so I played a lot of positions
0: and you got and you, um, and, and, and you went on to be a Seattle yeah Yep, Seahawks. was
2: drafted um, way way back 30 years ago um, to go there An interesting story there was was I was drafted as an offensive guard and, and that was the ending era of OJ Simpson. And Reggie McKenzie, I don't know if some people will know who Reggie McKenzie is, but he was a pulling guard. So in the world of, you know, if you're a lineman in football, you you knew who these people were. Reggie McKenzie in all the videos of O.J. Simpson, Reggie was the guy that pulled out and, you know, student body right, student body left kind of thing. Anyway, he was there. I was was there, and there were 20-some-odd other offensive pulling guards. And long story short, one day Chuck Knox was the coach. And Chuck came to me, and every, every other word out of Chuck's mouth was fuck. Chuck Knox was a coach at the Rams, and then he coached up in Seattle and things like that, and um, he pulled me into his office. I was just this sheepish, you know, 21. I don't even think I was 20 or 21 at the time, but he called me in. He says, you're the biggest, fastest motherfucker I've ever seen. And he goes... <laughs> I'm not going to waste you there. I'm moving you to nose tackle. And that was, that was, that, that was how I made the team. So I mm-hmm. went back in the summer camp and ended up making it pretty well. I, I, wasn't, you know, I wasn't a superstar. I played behind and with a guy by the name of Joe Nash, who was an all-pro back then for Seattle. And Seattle wasn't very good. It was one of the only times they, they went to the playoffs a year before. But anyway, is there great a,
0: experience. Is there a Bo Babka football card out there somewhere?
2: I have, my mom used to have one. Um, Like I said, I'm not a, I wasn't a big guy. I I actually was going to go back to California and some of the lockers to see if I could find something. But it was kind of the weird time between, well, you had baseball cards, but not everybody else had cards. But one of these days I'll have to, I'll, I'll find it and pull it out and throw it up there.
1: Did you ever play against Bo Jackson?
2: Uh never played against Bo Jackson, played against Walter Payton, played against folks like that. I mean nice. Yeah, it was it was quite an experience. Now uh, Bo
1: Jackson was a B O. And he you're was a B O you're
2: a B how do you spell I'm B? a B mm. E yes. okay. yes. so A U. Yes. I'm a B O. You're you're
0: the G G E O F F version of Jeff, but Bo. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You're the it, It's the beginning Bo.
2: of yes. Yes. I'm the yes. I'm the French
0: Bo. Yes. Yep. See you. I, you have the fancy version of the name, uh, but you look like a Bo. Oh, Cause you're a big bastard. Look like a big Southern boy. Yeah. So, so you, so <laughs> Seattle, and then you went on to become a cop. I want, I want to move. I want to move the timeline of Bo pretty quick. Cause I want to get into your stories. Uh, so you became a cop.
2: Yeah, I was actually in business in California for a while, kind of floated around, but then went through the part of the LAPD academy, and then ended up. Uh, my wife uh, at the time was uh, wanting to finish school. We moved up here real quick. Uh, You know, found housing for cheap. And I decided, well, I need to, I I think I want to have something stable. I was in California at the time where it wasn't corporate, the corporate world wasn't uh, too good. I had a business degree at the time. Anyway, moved up here and said, well, what the heck? Why don't I go be a cop?
1: And I'm sorry, maybe you already said this, but what happened with football? Did you get injured or?
2: Yeah, I was uh, at at one point in time. Uh, my last year, I had a a cracked hip, broken foot, had some internal issues, and I kept playing and kept getting shot up with all kinds of fun drugs because I didn't want to lose my job. And yeah, so I ended up getting really sick uh, after one year. Lost about a hundred and my playing weight was about three thirty five. And um, so I I was I was nowadays. That's you know. Not too big it's anymore, a, but a back vi- then it was. A violent
1: game, football.
2: Yeah, very much so. What about? So. And, and the position I played was was one of those in the middle, obviously, and yeah. was hit three or four times a, a, a play.
0: So
1: I played a little football in high school, and I was fed up with the tackling and the violence. And I stopped and just made an announcement.
0: He made a career. He yes, said, you know what? Career change. No. Uh, I'm not doing football anymore. I'm going to switch to heroin.
1: We Recovering heroin out of you. you. don't have to arrest the, me. I've been clean for a while. Just uh, relax. It's okay. I, I'm
2: okay. not a cop anymore, so that's okay. all right. I used to play one on TV, but i do not
1: one anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> but flag football is what I, the announcement okay. I made. yeah. How about that? Why don't you write a letter to your people in the NFL and stop the violence?
2: Stop the violence. Well, they they're trying to. I mean well, they flag everybody for anything. I'm
1: actually just kidding. I like no, football. They're I, more I have
2: an I have somewhat of an issue with that. I mean, but you know, some of these guys knew what they were getting into. They knew what was going Correct. on. I mean it's football. I, yeah. I don't know how many I don't know how many concussions I had. I mean I didn't play forever. But some of these guys, I mean, really they knew exactly sale. what they're and into.
1: They're only getting bigger, stronger, and faster. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. that's
2: so, that's the difference.
1: Yeah. So so you you you, so came, bullied, you
0: become a cop. You a cop. You were a cop for how long? Nineteen years. I was a cop for nineteen years. Yes. And then yes. and then it dropped the bomb on us. So what happened there?
2: Well, um, I, I guess uh, political. What, what happened was is I was charged criminally with with taking taking gas. Forty-eight, forty-three dollars and eleven cents worth of gas, and in that situation, I don't deny what I did. But there was a business, there was a business agreement between the entity that I was working for at the time. Mm-hmm. I was running for sheriff for the second time. Okay. I've run for sheriff twice, and I've run for Congress once. And this time, I had my own truck, my own funding, everything. So I was going to work at Cottonwood High, Well, at this local police department right. no, in, the, in the Salt, and Lake, another, Valley. And, and the Salt Lake Valley and um, running and also teaching at the local colleges. So I was paying for everything. There was an agreement that remuneration would come back, that I wouldn't have to pay for all of this stuff. Um, I lost the election. We uh, had some meetings with the people that had supported me. Um, the go ahead was made to, you know, make sure that you, uh, I need, I need to be paid back basically. Correct. So, uh, twice I filled up with uh, not filled up, but almost filled up with gas and two cars. And, and then uh, instead of, they made it very political. Um, I was somewhat of a political, um, people liked me. People mm-hmm. enjoyed what I did. I, I affected a lot of lives and um, made a lot of enemies. Had a lot of enemies here locally that uh, wanted to destroy me for one reason or another. You, you know why that happens. That's jealousies, threats, all those Politics. kinds of things and politics. Politics is the big thing. I think they were afraid of, of other things going on anyway. So I lost my professional world, uh, had jobs uh, right as I quit, but, uh, had to go through, you know, a lot of public, uh, scrutiny, humility. I, you know, I fell on the sword. I, I, I did what I did and, and, but you know, there's their, their politics are involved, but Probably one of the greatest things other than running for political office and having children, probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because it focused it focused me back on what 's important what 's important in life. you know I was in the police world, stars and bars and being the chief and or a sheriff or whatever, running for political office or you know whatever it might be it it really gave me the opportunity to reflect and figure out who Bo was because I lost Bo in that whole okay. in that whole mess. And that sounds kind of, yeah, it, okay. that kind of sounds really really fairytale-ish, but it really has brought me to the point now, I mean, I've been helping people for, you know, for 35 or 40 years in the sense that mm-hmm. advice or helping them through certain types of issues, but that really spawned the whole... You know the whole idea of, of what I do now and and why I do what I do and and I would never, you know, there was an article in the paper a couple months ago about you know my going back to law enforcement. How about hell no? I would never go back to that political. So world. so you won't go back to to, no, to be in, to no. Be in I'm law having law too much fun doing what I'm doing now and too much fun helping people. So you know you
0: know what I've I wanted to do and I'm going to get to this after we hear some some of the some of the dirt stories from you. Uh, I want to ask questions of a cop that no other media outlet would ask something Mm -hmm. that newspapers aren't going to ask the, the uh, news stations aren't going to ask things like that. But what, what are some of the, some of the things, what's one of the hairiest things you saw as, as a, as a, as a police officer?
2: Well, I was in without getting into detail, I was in numerous deadly force situations. So, Um,
0: Have you been shot at? I have. Nice.
2: Um, I've actually been involved in situations where I've had to um, take a life. Or oh, a have few, you? yeah. Um, and so those are situations that you don't talk about. You know, you don't talk about those situations, but you talk about, I talk about them now with, with clients or other people that have PTSD issues. Yeah, uh, but yes, um, probably one of the worst crime scenes I've ever seen was a, was a crime scene that involved uh, a gentleman who, long story short, was sucked into a large... Purification fan uh, at a warehouse, and his his body was his basically sprued all over, probably two to three hundred feet, just chewed up and spit out. And so, so that's probably the worst, probably the worst, ugh. most awful, you know, kind of accident scene I've ever seen. I've seen you know hundreds and hundreds in my twenty year career or in my nineteen plus career <laughs> until, until in you any, tank a tank
1: of mid in
2: any in any capacity. You, you can, I was you, this in this is a
1: safe place to round up. Yeah. Yeah, you can round yeah. up from nineteen to twenty. Twenty. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, you're good.
2: I can I I could honestly say I was at every police scene for nineteen plus for twenty years. And so my psyche, my my issues come from um seeing all that horrid stuff, all the all the great stuff, but also the horrible stuff, the baby deaths, the murders, the you know, the people getting chewed up, the people getting hit you know, by motorcycles or cars or people being run over by a track train. I mean, I saw everything um, there was to see almost every day of my career. And so I think I have a perspective on, it, it gives me a perspective on life that most people can't, have, you, even some other cops.
0: You took a good road because I would probably be super jaded and be like, oh my God, the world sucks. I've seen so many dead people. Let me ask you this, as, as a cop that, that has seen all that kind of stuff, are are you desensitized?
2: Not anymore. I think, you know, f- for, for probably, uh, you know, probably about five to ten years of my career, I probably was pretty bad. No, I was. I was desensitized. I was desensitized to, you know, friends and family and so, in some cases where, <laughs> yeah, well, at least you're alive. You know, that kind of right. desensification. Not the... You, I was always... <clears throat> Uh, a part of someone, if someone was having domestic violence issues, friends, whatever. I was always very sensitive to that because I was a part of that when I was a kid. But yes, I, I've been desensitized. But now I think there are times I find myself, you know, pulling over to the side of the road and, you know, crying for somebody or crying for myself because I know exactly what they're going through. Yeah,
0: it's wearing off a little bit from yeah. when you're seeing it every day. Another thing, like this, I, I watch cops and I'm by no means am I, am I but like cops and worlds uh uh, what's that show most shocking when i see a police chase i get like on the edge of my seat and then when they catch the guy i'm just like fucking chick is fucking because i get mad for the cops because i'm like that son of a bitch is (laughs) running and then when they catch him like i find myself like gritting my teeth and Uh like get one in for me you know like come on drop an elbow on him how do you control
2: (laughs) that's a natural response
0: how do you control not – because if somebody ran for me and I finally calm and they made me work and they made me run and jump
1: fences, I right. would knock their face Well, in. I think the problem is the narrator, Sheriff John Bunnell. <laughs> He, he, he Bunnell. Yes, he re-in- Bunnell. Yeah. He reinforces the anger of the viewer. Like, this scumbag <laughs> thought he could outrun the law. He's and then he throws in some stupid, Shitty pun. Yeah, some shitty pun. Like, the guy's uh, – like a dog catcher, and he's driving away in his dog catcher. But he's like, But it looks like this dog's not having his day after all. <laughs> yeah. And then it shows the cops tase I'm like, Yes, turns out this day's been shocking for this scumbag. Those are the worst. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, how do you control? How do you control You're like, you train,
2: you train people, you train your officers to control themselves and not, it's not as simple as saying, Don't take it personal. It's as simple as controlling your your anger, controlling your emotion as a police officer, so you don't go in and, and kick their living crap out of somebody. Um you train. You train over and over and over again in those situations. Now, does it always work out right? But it's one of those situations where you have to you have to counsel your officers, you have to make sure you're, you know, you're okay with that. Because I, I when I first started. There wasn't a whole lot of worry about liability, but mm-hmm. when I finished up, and and nowadays it, it it's all about liability. It's all about it's all about this worry, you know, that we're going to get sued. We're going to, you know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. But I won't. I I can't tell you that I didn't have reaction like that when I was a young cop. Holy heck! I mean, my my right. trademark right. my trademark was throwing. You know, getting guys, fighting with them, because we only had a baton and a gun. Basically, that's all we had. Right. So you, if you fought with a guy by yourself and you didn't have backup, my big thing was I wanted them, I wanted them in handcuffs and on top of my car. That was my big thing, was, was I was going to kick their ass like and put them on. Yeah, put them on the top of my car. But you can't do that anymore. So you, I learned over time that then cameras started to appear. In, in cars and right. the news was more involved and so this was the early 90s which is a good thing yeah which is a great thing so th- there's a lot of way training is the biggest thing and obviously helping officers understand the liability that they have it- it's an amazing liability they have
1: oh yeah i'm, I'm sure of it so so have you I ever mean, I, I mean, I, well, quick question in the academy would they teach you like cool witty stuff to say after you beat up a guy like in the movies <laughs> like like, like a, if the guy's a catch like catchphrase if he's like you're going down sucker <laughs> and then you knee him in the face and throw him in the car and like the only one going down is your wife on me, because you're going to be in the slammer, pal.
2: <laughs> he was the only one that, the only ones that I can remember because you get so worked up. Is now what? What you going to do? You know that kind of <laughs> oh, thing.
1: Man. What are you going to do now? Oh, that's that d- that's disappointing. That was it. Be cool with it. If they had like a list of things you can say to certain shit yeah, that criminals yeah. say, and then like, and that after this one, that's like the opportune comeback to like put your cigarette out on him. <laughs>
0: have, <you ever>, have, <laughs> have you ever had well. your ass kicked?
1: Have I? Yeah, as a uh, cop. As a
2: cop, no. No? No. Luckily enough, uh, no. I've once, always had the... It's, I mean, it's pretty ability. rare, I'm
0: assuming, but once in a while I'll see those videos where, where you'll just see the cop get dropped before the uh-huh. other people show up. But you're uh-huh. a big son of a bitch, so I'm, I'm yeah, you'd be hard well, to take down. Well, it's not
2: such the, the bigness. I mean, you, you... I mean, little guys can take down... I mean, we see little guys taking down these big guys all the time. It's, it's more about using... It really is about using your mouth. I mean, any big guy can can go into any situation, or little guy, and defuse a situation if they're good at it. That's, right. That's what I always, because I the obvious was if I needed to do that, if I needed to kick your ass and I needed to arrest you, I would, mm-hmm. but I would rather, it's easier to talk you into, you know, sweet talk your ass into turning around, put your hands on your head and let me put the cuffs on you,
1: you know? No. So it's like uh, you take the Marvin Gaye approach to law enforcement. Have your dad shoot you? Right. No, for crying out loud. You love them into, I'm not talking anything sexual now. <laughs> you, you, you believe get me. The, it, Let's get believe it out. There, yeah.
2: there were times when I did that, then there were other times it was no, it was no holds barred. If you're, if you're an asshole, if you're a, a freaking you know, damn criminal, if you're an asshole, continued habitual criminal, and you're going to treat me like shit, and you're going to treat everybody else like shit, you're toast. I mean, yeah. you're going to get the treatment you deserve. But if you're a nice citizen, a citizen that's probably in a in a police citizen encounter, encounter for the first or second time in their life, believe me there's people out there, they're scared shitless. You know, and so it would change. It would depend on the situation.
1: How how plausible is the scenario uh the Michael Jackson fix a gang fight with choreographed dance Can we turned andy's mic off <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Is> to <it> thriller <laughs> that was beat it that was beat it, thriller, yeah, oh, thriller beat it. Was, beat it. there you yes, go thriller was how to make uh, the occult fun beat <laughs> it was how to make gang violence fun. Beat, it. beat it
0: was a prison film <laughs> yeah. Yeah. beat it beat it <laughs> so so you were you were you married your whole entire police career I was. You was? I was. So you didn't get any of that cool arrested stripper to get out of a DUI ass?
2: No, but I had a lot of officers that, that I had to discipline because really? they did that. Yeah, there wow. was a few I had to do. Have you, were you
0: ever propositions to get was out of tickets or anything? Oh,
2: yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some, and you know, in some cases it was pretty tough, but you got a hold to your
1: So that's a thing that your happens. Gun. Oh. How long does it take to become a cop then?
2: How long does it take to become how, yeah, a cop? how long is training? Well, it depends on how you go through it. If you go through your, a self-sponsored academy, it usually takes about nine to ten months. Mm-hmm. If you go through an academy that, you're, that you've are that you been hired by a police agency, then um, it could take you anywhere from three to six
0: months. So you can get hired as a cop without being a cop, and they'll, send, they'll put Correct. you through?
2: There's a couple different tracks, yes. And the other track is doing it yourself. And then getting hired on and then Ah. Okay. And then there might be an academy after that in your agency to go through. So you could technically be in training for anywhere from six to twelve months, actually.
0: What's the funniest or a funny experience you had as a cop? Like something humorous. You see these you see these videos where an arrest has gone wrong and somebody was super drunk or done something silly? Oh, I,
2: there's so many. I, I mean, the, the one that always comes to mind, the first one that comes to mind is I can remember one night I was out, I think it was a watch commander and, and that's a, like a lieutenant position. And you're out kind of, it's the best job there is. You can roam around and make sure your sergeants and officers are doing their jobs. And other than that, you, you're just the walking, you know, you're the, you're the shift guy. It was at a jiffy lube one night. And it was about three o'clock in the morning and, and there was a, uh, during the meth days the real bad meth days here there was a woman well actually two women who were just butt. i mean they were just butt naked and um i was gonna ask fairly, if they're
0: attractive but you already said meth so
2: yeah they were not very attractive but but they had their parts and their pieces you know there and and they were doing jumping jacks um in the parking lot of a jiffy lube you know in in downtown and and we all had they had the video cameras turned on and you know, they were, you know, the, the, unfortunately the cops were, you know, egging them on and come on, let's go. Let's keep, keep going, keep going. And people were stopping and watching and it became this big.
0: So two know, naked this, tweakers were doing jumping two naked jacks.
2: tweakers in the middle of, yeah, in the middle of two o'clock in the morning, you know, doing that kind of stuff. There's, there's all kinds meth, of stuff. Meth I is mean,
0: a weird drug because it's one of those things like you can't hide it. If you're on no, meth, people no. know. Yeah,
2: yeah. The, the other one that comes to mind is is a woman. I remember going to a call, oh, early in my career. Woman was about 500 pounds, and she's laying on a bed, and she's naked, <laughs> of course. Um, and she's got more, you know, more rolls than, you know, in there a are yeah than a bakery. I guess you guys are the comedians, but and the smell of her and and the house and the and the whole thing. What was so funny was that that we actually had to cut we actually had to cut a lar- the door was only so big to get her to the to to the hospital because she had well she had sores and her husband beat her over the head with like a frying pan and so she had cuts on her head so she's wow. going to she's going to the, the the hospital so we had to we had to get her off the bed and onto a couch and then we had to take and the firefighters had to cut a the door jam a, a huge like a I think I think they cut it like six feet wide to get the whole couch and her out. And I remember there had to have been fifteen or so of us that had to carry her out there, and we put her onto a fire truck. And like, you know, like a anyway, flatbed? yeah, it, it was just the most it was the most hilarious thing I think we had ever seen. That's you know?
0: that's like like you see that you hear about that on TV. People like having to have their their doors cut out. Oh, what, yeah. What's funny, so the big. story about me is that there's a husband involved. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody, somebody was married to that lady and... and that big. You know, as big as, a, as...
2: big, Yeah, that big and she's, you know, 500 pounds and he's banging on her head with a, literally a frying pan.
0: There was, there was I used to work wow. at a pizza joint when I was younger and the, there was a couple like that. They were both... Probably f- barely, barely mobile. Like, mm-hmm. like they were probably a couple pieces away from from being bedridden. <laughs> but they used to come into the Little Caesars, and I remember this one time. Uh, my my one of my buddies was working up front. He was working the cash register, and the couple walked up, and they were together. And the 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 lady ordered. She says, "I'll have four pepperoni pizzas." And my buddy looks. My wow. buddy looks, at, and he says, "Okay." And then he looks at the husband. And he says, "And for you, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Diet Coke <laughs> <Yes>. or whatever, <laughs> but but yeah, they used to and, and not to like fat shame or body shame, but like they they would stink up the lobby because oh, you yeah. can't put deodorant on every no. when when no. you're
1: when you're barely like upright, you can't. Yeah, now uh, when when you see a gigantic woman with a really skinny man, it's like uh, the human version of praying mantis love <laughs> because in the bug world, the female is this gigantic behemoth and the male is like this meek, pathetic. Like I'm tiny, and I'll do whatever oh. you say, my love. Kind of a thing. It, and, was, it was. And then he, he was finally fed up and uh, hit her over the head with the with frying the pan. Like, I'll win this but,
0: one. But, <laughs> but,
2: but, but they loved each other.
1: Yeah.
0: You well, know,
2: they loved each other.
0: That's that's, 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 iron, <laughs> that's that's irony. As I roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, you irony. hear that, people? If you're out there single, this, this, uh, this lady that couldn't stand up found a husband, and you're still single. So tear that up. Part, eat it. I'm still single. It's
1: yeah. fine. That's just so ironic. Like beating her with a frying pan is like beating Donald Trump with a bag of money. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> this is what made you this way,
0: <laughs>
1: Did you ever, did you ever, uh, uh, I always poetic, thought about this poetic mm-hmm. justice
0: in, in my younger days. Have you ever, have you ever rolled up on, uh, say you roll up on a car up on Lookout Point? Have you ever had oh, to shine yeah. the flashlight in and oh, see? Yeah. Yeah, see that business
2: multiple times and and on bikes you know bike patrol became a big thing you know officers on bicycles and all the time rolling up on you know somebody maybe in the middle of of their of their sexual act or you know whatever i mean i i've rolled up on everybody somebody giving head to one and you know rolling up and (laughs) do you do you interrupt
1: them mid-act or do you let them finish
2: there were a couple times i watched just to make sure that (laughs) you know (laughs) i I gotta watch because it's kind of like really as long as they weren't like 14 years old with like a 25 right. year old guy i mean that that yeah. was one i quickly stopped you know right, right away right. but i you know yeah.
0: what? when uh, when i was a young lad teenager probably i was with a lady in a car and a cop rolled up i mean we had our clothes on at this point but a cop rolled up and asked her he asked her are you is this consensual Right. And I felt right. like a dirtbag just because I was like, come on man. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Maybe
2: I'm the one getting. it. exactly. I'm 12 and she's 21. Yeah, right.
0: I was and, and I was like, sir, all I will need is 30 more seconds if you can, <laughs> if you can give me that. Well,
2: it, it, you you wouldn't necessarily have to roll up in a car. You you go near a park sometimes and you could you could tell that there was if you could tell there was something going on. It was you know, you get on the loud mic and go, "Hey, what are you doing over there? And you, all of a sudden you get them <laughs> popping up and yeah. popping out and, hey, what's going on there? Go so, a little higher. I, yeah.
1: I, I, I'd have a hard time not abusing my power if I were a cop.
2: It's be- hard for some officers. It's yeah. hard. That's probably, probably why they're not officers others, for long. But there are others that, you know, I, I think do, do a great job. They do a great job. I think job. You'd,
0: you'd have to be an extremely moral person to be a police officer. A, a good one anyway. And there's obviously, because that's a hot button right now is the police brutality and, and and everybody, not everybody, but there's a large percentage of the population that's very anti-cop now, which is a terrible thing. That is yeah. a terrible thing, a terrible way to think. Are there some corrupt cops? Of course there are. Those are the ones, I don't know what the statistics are. Police brutality is a problem it, it, because obviously, I mean, that's on the internet. But how? what small of a percentage is that? Because- a million percent of the cops are, are good, but there's that one little tiny percent that's getting exploited because they're bad. It,
2: it's small. It's very small because most good departments, most um, ethical departments will make sure they weed those people out because in the long run, they cost them a lot of money. I mean, they cost them tremendous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And, if they, can't hold, and yeah, if they can't hold their water and they can't you know, deal with a situation with, with a level head, then they shouldn't be a cop anyway. But if they get themselves into situations, you can see in patterns. I mean, I, I trained, I, I, you know, coached, I, I hired, I fired police officers for years, and and you can tell if 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 you got a guy or a gal with a pattern of excessive use of force, you're going to have a real problem down the road, and so you try and weed those out as quickly as you can. Well, you know,
0: yeah, there and there was recently here locally a, a a cop who got the the female cop who got in a lot of trouble because she was like crazy power power trip right and i'm sure that happens like more but those are the guys that the, that the internet and the media wants to blow up so then the whole world get, gets this cop hating culture with like cops are the bad guys you teach the future generation that cops are the bad guys you're in a lot of trouble
2: well it's it's not like the military but i want to kind of draw a correlation to that you get some bad soldiers out there yeah. that, that do things they shouldn't do are all soldiers that way no same thing with cops. Um, you get a few bad apples that do those type of things, or you get co- government cultures that allow that to go on. The corrupt, there are departments locally and in, in this country that have a, have a corrupt culture that goes on. So anything they do that they're al- some are allowed to do those types of things based on the political climate uh, who wants you know who's in charge who's who's the boss who's the mayor who's the you know who are the city council people who's the city manager there there are issues but there, but it's minimal what is highlighted now is 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 the race issue and some of it some of it is race but then again look at baltimore look at the officers that are charged in baltimore there are some African-American officers that are being charged with homicide. And so in those situations, you know, I kind of want to point out, when you're involved in law enforcement, you're a police officer. In many cases, it doesn't matter where you're put, in whatever cultures you're put into, whatever neighbor, neighborhoods, you, you, if you're a good officer, you really are colorblind. You really, it doesn't have to do with, you know, how many, how many black people did I pull over? How many Hispanics did I pull over? How many white guys that I, I mean, it really doesn't, you have too many other pressures to worry about. You need to write this many tickets. You need to arrest people that, you know, beat women. There's, there's certain parameters that need to happen, but you know, the race issue is there are guys out there and gals that are racist, but then the majority of them 99% of the cops are not. I guarantee you. How what, are they
1: doing with non-lethal alternatives? Guns like net guns and stuff like that. Net guns that you watch Scooby Doo. Net
2: guns. Uh, no, you net, know, net guns
1: are real. I, do I know not they're real. Beanbag
2: yeah. rounds, things like that.
1: Oh, beanbag rounds. Guy. Those, are, those are
2: those are those are good, uh-huh. um, but they need they they have to be deployed and you have to you have to you almost have to have all that stuff on
0: you. Because you're a walking. You'd have to be data from the goonies.
1: Well, yeah. you,
2: you have to have.
1: I, I like the idea of our police being data from the goonies and their weapons having sound effects. Like you do a net gun and it goes <laughs> and catch the guy. You
2: know, and he's poli- done a
1: lot of drugs in his day.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, certain situations transitioning, you, you go to a guy that's got somebody held hostage, a woman held with a knife up to her, her throat. Yeah. Unless you've got a sniper. That can take that guy out before he, you know, jab you know, take his brains out before he can stab her. Most people want to go, well, why why don't you use beanbags? Why don't you use this? Well, yeah. what if we miss? What so well, and you're, what if the guy are fighting has down. a gun
1: too
0: that shoots yeah. bullets. What what's your yeah. favorite non-lethal lethal myth? Have you have you ex- did you experience them all? Have you been you've been tased, I'm assuming?
2: Yes. I I can't I was an administrator, I was a police administrator when tasers came out. So I've been tased by my officers. I was tased all the time because, yeah, it's fun to tase the chief. You know, yeah. let's do that. So
0: you just do that, um, like dicking around the office? You tase well, each other? Well, you
2: train. You train. When you train, they'll call you in and go, hey, we need you to, oh. you know, will you, will you be our guinea pig? Sure you will. So,
0: so it's not like at the water cooler. Hey, no. no, no. You,
2: you don't want to do that at the water cooler. <laughs> but, yeah, I've experienced, you know, when, I, I, I can remember when pepper spray came in. That was the first, you know, next to the baton. Yeah. That was the next thing. And uh, uh, you, and then then sprayed with pepper spray, uh, yeah, the OC spray, uh, you know, in the eyes. Looks, it looks yeah, miserable. Yeah, but you can still, you can still, a bad guy can still. The know, if they're all hyped up, they can they can still come after you. They can still get you. Or if it's windy, that stuff comes back in your face. So there mm, there are yeah. goods to it, and then there are bads. The tasers, there's good to the there's good and bad. If if you got two cops together. You know, if you got two cops together fighting a guy to bring him down, and the third one comes up and shoots, the one, guy. shoots a bad guy, it's gonna it go goes, goes every- to everybody. So there's there's ways to deploy and there's ways to not deploy that you can be safe and not safe.
0: I'm a fan of the good old ass whooping, like like the old billy club. You don't see those I'm, anymore, I'm, like the long
2: ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I bought a car. I bought a car uh, about six, eight years ago, and there was one of those retractable, the telescoping uh-huh. batons with. Uh-huh. the... Metal ball uh-huh, on the end. Uh-huh. I tell you what, I don't know where it was, but it was in that car for whatever. Maybe a <laughs> cop owned the car before I did, but that thing was badass. I loved. It. I didn't hit anybody with it. would you whip it out, and you just knew uh-huh. that if you banged somebody on the head with that, uh-huh. they were fucking done.
2: You know what? Those are good for too—is breaking windows to get little kids out when it's really hot. Those are the best things to use. So. That
0: that actually happens. <laughs> like I hear about that every summer. Like somebody uh, left their kid in the car, but I can't believe people are still that dumb.
2: Yeah, yeah. You want to beat them over the head with with things when they do yeah. stuff like that, or leave the car running, rolling up to their convenience store leave the kids in the car and leave the car running and you know go in and little kid gets in the car and Puts it drives drive- through the yeah
1: i like dog cops the most oh yeah yeah, yeah. I was watching a show about their noses they can you, smell drugs let's pause so go- for
0: dog cops you make that sound like there's a goddamn german shepherd wearing a badge and a hat <laughs> that's what i'm a talking car.
1: about and that's what i want to make happen yeah. all the money we're investing in these useless non-lethal weapons let's build a lab okay and make a dog man cop hybrid the nose of a dog, and the appearance of a dog, but it walks upright and wears a trench coat and hat, and it's a detective, (laughs) and we finally have the real-life... Isn't that McGruff? Yes, that's what I'm saying. We finally have real-life McGruff. (laughs) And Andy lives in cartoon world. (laughs) How How close are we to that? Uh, we're not. are <laughs> not a we're, scientist, you jackass. <laughs> right, right now, right now, we're way
2: away from that. Yeah. You know, we're we're way because with Andy, the public public perception now, we're in big trouble. Andy,
0: Andy fried some parts of his brain when he was. <laughs> in, That's in his not stupid. Yes. That's
1: creative. I, I bet. I bet.
0: I bet you've arrested Andy before, probably. Well, uh, I don't Oh, I How many so. times have you been arrested, stupid?
1: Uh, let's see. Between 2000 and <laughs> 2009, uh, I don't know. I was picked up maybe 15 He remembers dates. Yeah, he remembers sometimes. dates. He's a very accurate <laughs> wow. uh, junkie. Well, let's see. Yeah. Uh, started uh, using when I was in 2000, stopped in 2009. That's not that hard. To your know. point,
0: though,
2: on animals, they're the greatest tool there is. They're the, they're the most wonderful the, the oh. Did you yeah, see Canine fantastic. with, with,
1: John, with uh, Jim Belushi? Oh, he's an ass.
2: I can't. I probably <laughs> did,
1: but I don't remember yeah, it.
0: Yeah, 30 years
1: ago. Yeah, I can't remember that. There's one scene I love where he felt like the dog was trying to move in on his wife. <laughs> uh, and he yelled at the dog and had a talk with it in the kitchen. He's like, she may like you, buddy, but she loves me. And the dog's name was Jerry Lee. <laughs> Jerry Lee. <laughs> Do do canine
0: uh, uh, cops? Because I'm a big animal lover. I'm a big uh, uh, animal advocate. Do do canine cops have like one particular cop they're assigned to, or is it like a, a uh, uh, pol- like this is the police? This is the department's dog.
2: It's well, it's the department's dog, but it becomes the dog of that officer. So they they go and in in some most scenarios they will go and pick a dog. Um, that they feel, and the dog will pick them as well. Mm-hmm. so there's that kind of a courting between, you know buying a dog, a department buying a dog, and the officer being a part of being a canine you know handler if you if mm-hmm. you will. so it, and they really become a part of the police family and they become a part of that that officer's family if they have family because they're, i mean, that's that's your that's your life, that's your right. backup, that's your that's your safety, your you know one another. and so when those, when those dogs, when those dog officers go down, it's just as hard oh, yeah. to see them any, go anybody, down as well. pet lover
0: will, will know yeah. that. And here comes ridiculous But they become a part Andy. of a
2: family as well. The police family, the, the law enforcement family, and the family that that, that, that handler has. What, what that. about
1: instead of one German Shepherd, you have like 15 Chihuahuas? You're a cop who rolls around with 15 chihuahuas. They, they, they don't actually speak Spanish.
2: <laughs> that would be and like, that, that'd be like uh, what, what do you call that, fish, piranha? Just kind of jump. That
1: would be sweet, though. You, you watch cops, and the cop cop, the uh, dog cop gets there, <laughs> and he opens the door of his truck, and the German shepherd jumps out, woof, 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 and instead he opens his car door, and like 20 chihuahuas get out. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Because then it'll and be like, like bugs like, uh, that'll step on them all. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. It's like uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park, when all the green dinosaurs attack that one guy. <laughs> And the cut—that'd co- be so funny if they went after a tweaker like a pair of. some wire
0: cutters and snip Andy's mic. Uh, in closing, in closing, we gotta wrap up. But in closing, uh, I gotta ask you one question: um, What do you think about NWA? NWA, yeah, the, they, with their with their famous hit. Are you familiar with which Fuck hit? Fuck the police, coming straight oh. from the underground. You, I tell you know, what? you know, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I, I'm a, I'm actually now a big Snoop Dogg fan, and he's always kill wanting to kill cops and all these other guys and.
0: I don't, you, you know,
2: you got to separate it.
0: It's yeah, it is. I love what It, NWA. Is, it
2: fuck, is what it is. I think
0: fuck, the, fuck the police. And the, okay, I'm I'm pro cop all the way, pro cop. But that song was such a representation of their lives because yeah. they lived in Compton in the '80s when all you had to do was be black to get beat up. Yeah. So like that song they meant it even if you don't agree with it they meant yeah well it is a war
2: there is there there are wars going on in this country between the police and gangs and you know criminals and and it's a war we're pretty
0: spoiled because we live in a in a fairly civilized city like we don't have a big police versus the citizens problem here but uh uh, other places that does exist any other weird ass comment you want to add andy
1: well, I had a pro. the cops seemed to have a big problem with me cuz I was always breaking the law. That's pretty But that since I stopped breaking the law. And I, and I you- don't I don't like uh the crew cut that cops have to be honest with you. The crew cut. No, I don't. I have a problem with it. I don't get why cops and less Schwab uh workers always have crew cuts. Crew
2: cuts,
0: yeah.
1: And well, the mustache, the cop mustache? Did you ever have the cop mustache? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I had, no, the, I
2: had the cop mustache, you know, the I even had a goatee. I was one of the first chiefs around the law. Oh, they let you have goatees now? Well, some departments do. Uh, But used to be the the cop stash. I actually
1: quite quite like cops uh, and have friendly relationships with a few of them Mm -hmm. now. Good. Now, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's because
0: yeah. you look like the bishop's son. Thank you. You don't look like your typical junkie. I don't, well, I, don't I look like I've done way more heroin they're, than you. They're
2: typically great people. They really are. There's there's a bunch that, there's a few that, oh, agree. that, that aren't, but mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're people that really would put themselves in front of you know a bus, a bullet, for for
0: anybody.
1: Keanu Reeves really put himself behind the wheel of a bus. I
0: wish you'd put yeah. yourself under the wheel of a bus. <laughs> All right, that's the Dirt Pod podcast. I want to thank in-house guest Andy Gold. I want to thank Bo Babka, B-A with the long A, is that correct? Yes, Babka. Babka. Um, uh, Also check out heavymetalshop.com. Thank you guys so much. And the Big Wet podcast, which Andy hosts also on Earhole Media. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you later. Thank you.